Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Sonia from the Visitor Center, and we're talking art, and we're having loads of fun today. Uh, I'm joined with Adria Nesbitt. She's the director of the Goshen Arts Council, and there are so many cool pieces in downtown Goshen. If you haven't had a chance to get out to see them, we encourage everyone to do that. Welcome, Adrian. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited. And so, no, I love the Art Alley and all of the great things happening in downtown Goshen. For those of our listeners who might not have a chance to see the art yet in Art Alley, maybe share with them a little bit about where it's located and how that all came about. Sure. So we've got um, two sections of our Art Alley in downtown Goshen, and it's actually located in the block between Lincoln Avenue and um, Washington Street. And it's at the half block mark there um, on either side of the street. And the alley first was created uh, on the west side as a place to display some art, to have some interactive art that folks could um, contribute to. Uh, there have been events in that space and it's just a really cozy alley in downtown Goshen. But um, last year, uh, we had the opportunity to expand the art alley across the street and um, did a did a citywide art search for artists' pieces um, to contribute. And we got to do some freestanding murals, which is really exciting because mm-hmm. um, the process for that, working with the city, working with the artists, working with local manufacturers, mm-hmm. was really collaborative across the board. And, you know, getting to have artists submit a piece but keep their originals and and get these printed you know no one's original works are getting damaged um and they're weatherproof Mm -hmm. and um you know they're really vibrant and beautiful for folks to look at so when we heard that uh the cvb was working on an epic art project coming up um, at the time, we were really excited for how well those would play off of each other because um, as one is walking around downtown looking at statues yeah. looking at sculptures uh, that are all unique and different and interesting, it kind of leads you right to um, our, our alleys and they chose to put two kind of interactive pieces mm-hmm. Uh, sculptures at either end of the art alleys yeah. on Main Street there and that's a really great uh beacon to pull people into our alleys and so we thought that was really neat we are um we have selected our next round of muralists oh um, really oh cool so we will be replacing the current murals and actually adding five additional murals in other locations around downtown oh nice at at other alley ends Uh to sort of pull people into some other interesting nooks and crannies in goshen Mm -hmm. um and uh, with the uh, delay in a lot of manufacturing right now and okay. some uh, uh, slowed down processes, we haven't been able to do that update yet, but we're hoping before the end of the year um, to have 11 total brand new murals nice. downtown, um, which we hope will continue to play beautifully off of all of the sculptures and things that are down there now through the epic art. Yes. Oh, and it's amazing. And you're right. Those alleys in Goshen are so cozy and there aren't many downtowns that have such a compelling, you know, when you hear the term alley, most of our listeners might be like, why are you taking me to an alley? You know, they think gloomy and doomy and grungy, but those aren't what's happening in Goshen. Um, They are quite engaging and really nice walkable spaces. Yeah, we're very pedestrian friendly downtown Goshen. I always recommend park wherever you can find a parking mm-hmm. spot because even if something is four blocks away it's it's really always a lovely walk and there's always yes. stuff to look at whether it's you know the the curated art that we have or whether it's the historic storefronts mm-hmm. um and and those amazing architecture you know for over the century plus of uh, downtowns um but another cool thing that's been happening is the city in their um hope of curating and a culture for art and supporting art has opened up to having some special art events in um a currently vacant space nice on the corner of jefferson street and main street we're calling it the city art garage fun Um, so there's been exhibits there throughout the year and we'll have a couple more but um really excited to utilize that 
that space for our November arts tour. Good. Very um, good. It's a part of Goshen's First Fridays, which some of the listeners might be familiar with. Sure. Um, but every month on the first Friday, we have a different themed event. And so for November, it's a it's a tour, um, a map of uh, art around town. And it is uh, lots of different artists in different mm-hmm. non-traditional uh, <laughs> art venues. And so you might be wandering in to buy books at Fables and get to check out elementary artists or go in to look at records at ignition and and see a couple of local painters um and so we we love bringing kind of those sorts of collaborations like i was saying together um but we'll definitely have artists set up in the city art garage for that november arts tour so it'll be a chance for folks to come sort of see this empty space come to life with um, artists and creatives well, you know, you mentioned the collaboration in Goshen, and I would say that ex- uh, you excel in that in Goshen with between the city and your organizations, your nonprofits, your for-profit businesses, and you really are at the heart of all of that, Adrian. Um, tell us a little bit, why do you think that works so well in Goshen? What makes, what's Goshen's secret sauce? <laughs> I think if we could figure that out, then it would probably be uh, millionaires huh? pass on to other cities. Yeah. We would love to share that. Um I think a lot of it has just been passionate people over decades, Um, folks like Dave Pottinger and and others who have invested in the arts Mm -hmm. and who have made that a priority. Um, And so now as we have blossoming locally owned restaurants and retailers, Mm -hmm. um, they're all sort of, I think, you know, given that love for art from a young age, even if it's not their particular area of expertise. Mm-hmm. So whether it's music or 2D, 3D art, um, it's it's something that people in this community know and appreciate. And also are really glad that we have a yeah. lot of creatives that live locally. And so if we can support them and give them sure. opportunities to make money through selling their art or yes. through um, performance, we create mm-hmm. those opportunities because we want them to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. And I think that's what the Goshen Arts Council does, right? You have this inventory of artists who have uh, links and websites and all of that fun stuff so that you can communicate if you're looking for painted art or visual art or something. Um, describe a little bit about some of the key elements or key artists that you might want to share with our listeners who may not know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it always, you know, art is in the eye of the beholder. And I think a lot of times depends on what humans are looking for as far as, you know, sometimes you're looking for a photographer, maybe for a wedding. Um, or Maybe it's you need somebody, a photographer who can help you um, take photos of um, your inventory and things you're trying to sell. Those are two different very types of photography and generally types of photographers. (laughs) Uh, We've been working for several years in Goshen to sort of, yeah, curate a list of of our local artists and their um, interests and what they are looking for. And and if you visit the Goshen Arts Council website, which is just goshenartscouncil.com, uh, I believe, you can check out the the whole database of artists, mm-hmm. but also really great stories about artists. We've been interviewing artists for years now, um, highlighting them, what they do, who they are, why they're in Goshen. And yes. um everyone's story is a little bit different, which I think is is great. That's why there's not just one reason sure. why someone has chosen to stay here or to create here or be a mm-hmm. part of this creative community. I I think that that is what's special is that it's, everybody's recipe is different. Mm. Um, but it's a great website to check out. But I would also say if you're on social media, follow the Goshen Arts Council's Facebook page because we post those stories on there and on Instagram, but also post any upcoming events as well. Yep. So um, the Goshen Arts Council really has a uh, Facebook page really has its ear on and the pulse of what is happening in the arts community. So if you're curious about concerts or art galleries or um you know, different upcoming art sales, all of that gets promoted and posted on the Arts Council page. So it's a really good one to follow if you want to um, have those cultural experiences. Oh, I would agree. And I know that oftentimes there are a lot of weekly or monthly newsletters, um, emails, you can sign up probably for information um, so that you constantly are updated because there's always something going on in in Goshen, whether it's a band, uh, a musical performance, an exhibit, uh, a meet the artist of event, a, a meet a hookup kind of an event. Um, so they would, they could sign up for those types of communications too, right? Absolutely. And I would also say for um, 
artists and creatives who mm-hmm. are listening, if you've yet to sign up um, to get on that mailing list, um, you can sign up through the website. You can also be added to that listing if you're very interested in that. We we do keep that listing to Goshen artists, but get on our mailing list even if you're just outside of Goshen or in you know the greater mm-hmm. county because we do have happy hours and mixers and gatherings for creatives. And sometimes it's nice to get together and talk about maybe what issues you might might be having as an artist or creative or looking for connections or looking for ways to gain support or even just other friends in the creative community. And we do uh, create those opportunities for artists as well. And it wouldn't be uh, that they would have to necessarily live in Goshen to participate in some of those meetups. Correct. Yeah, that's what's nice is that uh, the creative community is so welcoming with one another um, and really seem to enjoy and get inspiration from one another, which is kind of fun. And Goshen certainly is a hotbed of that. Now, I am so excited about the new murals that are coming in. Um, Our listeners and visitors can find on the epigardadventure.com. You can sign up for the free passport. It gives photos and information about the existing murals, all of the existing art, and it'll be easy wayfinding. And then when the new murals come up, we'll make sure and get that posted as well. So we encourage that as a great way for people to to check off and see them all you don't want to miss. And I'm sure as the seasons change, I think art always changes by the season, right? (laughs) Adrian, don't you think that happens? Some, somewhat, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think what people are looking for and, and what people are inspired by and what people um, want, what stories people want to tell. Sure. And it's viewable free of charge uh, and during all daylight hours. Um, and that's what I love about uh, your art alleys and your murals and all the great things you do. So once again, that Art First Friday event, would that be November 4th? And for our listeners, uh, that usually starts around what time of day? That's 5 p.m., 5 to 9 p.m. And there, you know, we encourage folks to eat and drink in our downtown establishments and shop while they're out and about. Um, But you can pick up a map at any of the participating locations. If you go to downtowngoshen.com, you can get an initial map to see who's participating. Perfect. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. I I look forward to it. Thanks so much for joining us, Adrian. We really appreciate it. And for all you do in downtown Goshen. We're back talking Epic Art along the Heritage Trail. I'm with Brandon Jimenez. He is a senior at Goshen College, one of our sculpture artists for the Epic Art Adventures along the Heritage Trail. He's done an amazing piece that I want to encourage all of our listeners to go and see. But first, welcome, Brandon. Thank you. It's, it's good a to be pleasure here. to have you here. Um, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about what you're studying and wh- what it's like there at Goshen College, how you got involved in uh, sculpture art and this project? Yeah, this is my senior year uh, at Goshen College, and I'm a peace, justice, and conflict studies major with an art minor. Uh, so yeah, sculpture is just one of the art classes that is offered here at Goshen College, and I'm really um kind of more interested in three-dimensional art uh styles and mediums so I decided to take the class and yeah I got working the classes you probably take for art um you know uh, ceramics and um uh, different types of multimedia types of art um, but you've decided after doing some of these classes and these programs have you always been an artist even when you were a little boy yeah so uh ever since I can remember, I was always drawn to uh, creating things. Uh, I was always the one doodling on my homework and uh, yeah, just creating whatever I could. Uh, I was always known as the artistic one. I won like most the most artistic prize in middle school. <laughs> now, where was this? What, where, do, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Iowa. In okay. South Iowa, yeah. Sure. So what brought you to Goshen? Um, why Goshen? So my community, I grew up in a Mennonite community, mm-hmm. um, went to a Mennonite church, and Goshen is also a Mennonite community. Uh, so I always was aware about Goshen College uh, as an option for school. And Gilberto Perez, the dean of students here, came to my high school and spoke at my graduation and sort of helped me, help guide me towards Goshen. Oh, 
Oh, I know Hilberto. He's an amazing person. Uh, he was involved in our torch relay for the bicentennial. And so I'm a big fan. And so I can understand how he provided you that inspiration. Um, that's what we're blessed here in Elkhart County with some amazing people who likes to work with others and collaborate and provide that motivation. So that's wonderful. Let's move on a little bit to Ofrenda. That's the name of your sculpture that is located in front of the Marino Law Firm in downtown Goshen. Um, now, Ofrenda is a different type of name. It's a really cool a sculpture. I think our visitors, if they would drive by, they would, would notice that it's a sculpture. But why don't you share a little bit with our audience about your process and how you came up with your idea of creating this piece of art? Yeah, so um, my piece, Ofrenda, is... Uh... It's a, a welded metal base um, and I use a wire mostly um, wrap around the, the metal base. Um, and I created sort of this uh, human figure, <laughs> um, this person um, kind of holding out. Um, there's uh, holding out their heart. I made a heart out of a wire uh, and there's kind of this section missing um, where their heart should be. Uh, on the person. And so ofrenda means offering uh, in Spanish. And so I uh, kind of drew inspiration from my experience as a first generation American. Um, my parents immigrated from Mexico. Nice. And um, just like reminiscing on all of the sacrifices they had to uh, make for me to kind of make it through college and um, make it up until now my final year so I just kind of it's kind of a uh, a tribute to my parents and all their their the offerings that they've they've given me so they kind of I wanted to show how they've poured out their heart for for all of uh, all of the work that I've done I love that story. I wish I could meet your parents. They sound like amazing people. Um, it is quite a, a fun piece. Uh, so many of the art sculptures, each one has a different component. And your story uh, of the inspiration certainly brings it to life. Once our listeners hear that, I'm sure they're going to want to check it out, uh, stand by it, get a picture taken with their family. Now, how long did it take you to make it? Um, it took me about three months to, uh, to, to make it all. And is it welded or glued or screwed or? Um, it's it's welded and um, the wire is just really tightly wrapped around it all. So it, uh, yeah, it really holds together well. Well, see, I think it would be quite hard to move because wire is it, some wire is easy, but, but was this a challenge to make it form the shape, to make it do what you wanted it to do to create that human form? Um, yeah, that was, that's, uh, that's why it took uh, three months. Uh, you might think that it shouldn't take that long to just wrap up a bunch of wire, but it was, it was kind of tricky to work with and get it to bend kind of how I wanted it to, but. Well, it really is lifelike and very well done. Um, did you have a model or did you wrap it around yourself? <laughs> how did you get the shape just right? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I just kind of like tried to mirror my own uh my own uh body uh proportions <laughs> and it it worked out in the end yeah uh, i agree so you're a senior at goshen college you have this amazing major uh with a minor in art what does the future look like what's your what's your dream brandon where where is the future going to take you are you going to still be an artist oh yes i think uh yeah i think uh people are are born artists um and i think i'll never stop being an artist and i'll always have that drive to to create. Um, I'm not really sure uh, what the future holds, but um, yeah, I'm very passionate about a lot of uh, uh, peacemaking and social justice mm -hmm. issues. And I really hope that I can keep making art to, uh, to highlight those experiences and stories of uh, people facing injustice. So. Well, I think art does transcend uh, all types of uh, audiences and races and religions and certainly can communicate in, in different ways. And so I applaud you for that um, and hope you do continue. You'll want to make sure and stay in touch with us here in Elkhart County, wherever the future may take you. Um, thank you so much for your time and your art. We encourage everyone to go out and see Ofrenda. Uh, take a look. It's in front of Marina Law Firm in downtown Goshen. I'm sure you're going to love it and make sure and, and snap a picture 
make sure to uh, take a selfie, uh, share your story and how it resonates and connects with you. You can do all of that on our Facebook page at Experience Elkhart County or by logging on to epicartadventures.com and signing up for our passport, which is free, which helps you navigate and find all of the sculptures, Brandon's and others. All of them will be viewable free of charge until the end of April. Hi everyone, it's Sonia again, and we're talking all great things about epic art along the Heritage Trail. You know, this project has been an exciting opportunity for residents and visitors to get out and explore each of our six cities and towns, enjoying for free all of this amazing public art, oftentimes made and created by local residents right here in the community that they live in. So we're joined today by Jeff Stilson. Uh, he's an amazing artist that many of you will know. He's definitely built his career around his passion and love of art and is an amazing, talented person. We're so glad, Jeff, that you can join us. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Sonia. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Jeff, you know, as uh, an artist uh, with Stilson Studios, you have your own company, you create art. But tell us the, from the beginning, how did you get start? How did you develop your love and art of passion of art? Well, I would have to say that uh... I fell in love with art probably in third grade. I always knew that I loved doodling and drawing. <laughs> but in third grade, um, we actually had a new art teacher come in. Her name is Jenny Shaw. Nice. And uh, she was a young, young lady that came out of college and had real excitement for art and passed that along to me um, and just really enhanced my passion for it. Um, we did some projects. I remember, you know, in that third grade level, doing some really fun projects that really made me fall in love with art and knew that I wanted to do something um, along the art lines for a living. Well, this is so interesting that that people, even at a young age, can be inspired and motivated to lead their future. And that really is what sounds like Jenny did for you in your class is brought out that inner uh, inner side of creativity. Absolutely. And, and the, the remarkable story is, is that now, um, 50 years later, <laughs> basically, um, Jenny Shaw is a part of our art council, and uh, she actually gives classes here at our art center. Um, so it has come, you know, really full circle. Oh, that is a cool story. Uh, I know over the years we've worked together with you here at the Visitor Center to create our wonderful quilt murals that's part of our quilt garden along the Heritage Trail project. And many of our listeners uh, might be have seen those amazing pieces. Uh, tell us a little bit about your passion and how you got started in mural creation, because those are, your, are not your only murals. Right. I, I think probably my murals started... Um... I'm going to say maybe 25 years ago or so. And the first one that I actually did is when I was employed by Amish Shakers and uh, Dick Pletcher hired me to do what was called the, the cow mural. And it was a <laughs> giant mural of cows that he had put on his building that was called the cow shed appropriately. Sure. Um, and that was actually the first mural large scale painting that I ever did. It went up, it was on a, a you know, US six. Um, and that's where, things got seen by people sure. and it just kind of blossomed from there. I mean, people would pass and my name was on the mural and then they would say, Oh, well, we'd like a mural too. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Um, but that was my actual first one that long ago. And uh, it kind of grew from there. Well, I think what's interesting about mural creation to that large scale, describe for our listeners, I think they might be intrigued on how you do this because you don't do it on site. You do it at an exterior or a different location and then have it installed, right? Yeah, the, the easiest thing for me is to do it in my studio space because um, mm -hmm. I'm not out in the elements. Um, it's not painted directly on the building for the most part. That way people can relocate these murals or if something happens happens to the building that they need to renovate or whatever that mural can come down and then be reinstalled if i paint it directly on the building then it's there until either the building comes down and then the murals destroyed as well um so it's just easier for me and for the people uh hiring me to do their murals if i do it on a, an exterior surface and then we apply it to the buildings now i have done um numerous murals directly on the building like restorations Mm -hmm. um, and things throughout the, the city of Napanee. Um, and, you know, that's wonderful too. It's just a more difficult process because you're actually printing or painting on brick 
and the mm -hmm. surface isn't smooth and it, it just takes a longer and, and more effort to do those. Well, you must have a really big studio because I know one of our quilt murals is 20 by 20. So that's 20 feet by 20 feet. Uh, how do you go about doing such a large scale? Well, they're done in sections. Um, so a 20 by 20 would barely break down into either four five by fives or two five by tens mm -hmm. um, or 10 by tens. Um, so, you know, I have space here at our Napanee Arts Center. We can talk about that later, um, but we have an overhead garage door that I bring in those sections of, of boards and, and paint them there. Um, and as far as me getting the artwork on those boards, um, my, my studio is long enough and, and big enough that I can actually project um, those designs onto those murals. Um, I come up with the design on my computer or hand-drawn, and then I'm able to project those and enlarge those onto the, the larger mural space. So are you walking, uh, walking and doing it standing? Are you on your hands and knees painting? And um, how, how does that all work? Both ways, just kind of depends. Um, <laughs> I, I really, it is both ways. I mean, sometimes I'll be on my hands and knees for days at a time. Sometimes <laughs> I'll be on a ladder. Um, it just kind of depends on how the design is and, and how I envision things. I mean, it's hard to paint a face of somebody on my hands and knees. It's easier when I'm standing up because I can then visually see it. Um, but if I'm on my hands and knees, you have a different perspective. So it's kind of, it's a little bit more difficult. For the most part, the quilt murals are done on my hands and knees. Yeah, uh, and they're just beautiful. Yes. And they're part of our quilt garden map that people can see online and find them and hunt and find and take pictures of them. They go up every year in May and come down in October at the same time the gardens are in. But you have murals that are existing uh, long-term, year-round, not only in Napanee and exterior, but you also have some interior art that you have created. Um, so tell us a little bit about some of those places where people might be able to enjoy your art. Yeah, um, so I've done some restorations. And uh, one is in uh, downtown Middlebury, and forgive me, I forget the, it's, it's 20 degrees north or whatever yep. that restaurant is mm -hmm. or was. Um, so there was a restoration in there. Um, actually, one of the murals that is furthest away is, is when you joined me and went to China. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we did a, a quilt mural, and we did that for the mayor of Jinhua, and uh, that was a fun project to do as well. Um, so as far as murals go, um, I think I think China is probably the furthest one away for, for <laughs> sure. Um, but I, the restoration in Middlebury was a fun one, and then I've done some restorations here in Napanee as well. Sure. Well, and then you've uh, added, you started these uh, art sculptures, and I think the first one were apples in Napanee. But tell us a little bit about how did you go from painting a mural to an actual three D artistic element. Well, I think the, the apples came along because back, this was probably eight years ago now. Um, that's when the cows were real popular in Chicago and the big cities. And, and these were the fiberglass sculptures. And I thought, you know, why not Napanee? Um, I love our town, love, love artwork. So I wanted to combine those two things. And I said, well, why not Napanee? And I wanted to come up with a, a, a theme that was appropriate for our, our town. And of course, apples are, are kind of a theme here in Napanee. And so it was a personal project of mine um, that long ago. And so I went around, asked for sponsors, for, for people to support the Apple project. And uh, before I knew it, we had 23 apples around town. And uh, we got uh, different artists, not only myself, but different artists that were um, put to uh, the job of, of painting those apples. Well, and that, those sculptures, those forms come from another location. And then the artist individually came up with their own specific design and painted it personally. Is that how it works? Yeah, so, so you, you basically buy the fiberglass form from mm -hmm. a, another company, um, get those in and, and they're basically white when they come in. So it's like a blank canvas. And then each one of the sponsors had an idea or maybe they didn't, maybe the artist was suggested an idea for their apple and they worked together and they came up with the design and then that artist put it to, you know, on the canvas and uh, we got them clear coated and, and put them out amongst the, the city. Well, I know one of them has a toothbrush. <laughs> um, oh, one of them has a, a straw like from a soda shop. Or a, so they're very engaging and creative pieces. 
Yeah, of co- I mean, of course, you know, uh, Topping Dental was a sponsor, so they wanted something that had to do with their business. Now, the one thing we don't want it, we don't want these to be signs. We want them sure. to be pieces of art. Mm-hmm. Um, so we incorporated, you know, elements of what they do into an art form. So it was a, specifically the one with the, uh, for Topping Dental was a, a cartoon um, dentist holding a toothbrush and then a, an open mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had art uh, yes. designed to it. It wasn't just a billboard for them. Sure. Yes, they, they all have artistic interpretations and they're very playful, fun to interact with. Well, those apples kind of morphed and started then the growth of the Napanee Arts Council and your whole trail program. And now you have this amazing art park. So tell us, Jeff, how each year you come up with new art and these apples were the starting of the whole uh, next level of art in Napanee. Yes. So, so how much time do you have, Sonia? <laughs> um, so eight years ago, that was the personal project of mine were the apples. They stayed in downtown Napanee for four years, believe it or not. Wow. I didn't realize. And in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, these apples have run their course. Sure. They've been downtown for, for quite a while. We need to do something different. And, um, the timing was right, and the mayor, uh, Phil Jenkins of Napanee, um, approached me, and we got it talking about what are we going to do with these apples. Um, they're too too wonderful to be thrown out, and mm-hmm. you know, but they have been downtown for four years. Um, think it's time to refresh downtown Napanee with something different. So he came to me, and we discussed, you know, what are we going to do. And between that, you know, that conversation between us, we, we decided, well, maybe we need to create an Apony Arts Council, um, a board of people that can help make decisions um, and, and help what's best for Napanee artistically. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we can do that. And uh, he asked me to, to lead that. Um, and so we put together a council. This is probably four years ago now, believe it or not. And I, I mean, that has gone fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet we've accomplished a lot in those four years. So we created this council and together we decided, okay, we're going to, the first project of ours is we are going to get rid of these apples and we are going to create a permanent space for these apples um, mm-hmm. in our park system in Napanee. So we did that and uh, along with Chris Davis, our, our park director, he, he is uh, so uh, on board with what we're doing here as far as our art and um, he has committed space for uh, those apples to go to and then we thought well what are we going to replace these apples with and so we came up with the theme and uh, it was called the flower garden that was our first one to go downtown and so we did the same thing we went after sponsors and supporters and um, they would put their money towards these sculptures. And before we knew it, we had, I think for the first round, we had 13 flowers mm-hmm. go downtown Napanee. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how it got started. Sure. I know now you have apples and flowers. There's the dogs. There are some amazing themes. That's your specialty niche there in Napanee. And they're all viewable free of charge at one location. After they're downtown, they get moved to this art park, right? Yeah. So it's, a, it's been on a rotating basis mm-hmm. for the past four years. Mm-hmm. And those apples went out to what we call the apple orchard. So we create what we call these art pods along our path. And this is the apple orchard was designed to look like if you were flying above it and you look straight down, it looks like a giant apple tree. Mm-hmm. And the apples are then placed along inside the what would be the leaf area of the apple tree. Um, so we call that the apple orchard. And then um, every year annually, we have done a rotating basis for the past uh, five years. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had the flower garden. And then we had junkyard dogs. Yes. And then we had, uh, forgive me for not remembering the order, um, the bike rack was one. And we have woodland creatures. And now we are getting ready to do um, our latest and greatest is the tunnel of love. Yes, the tunnel of love is is there. And um, it is uh, all walkable. Um, you can park and families and visitors and residents can enjoy and see any one or all of the pieces of art at this art park um, and quite quite engaging. What I think is interesting though, Jeff, and I'm so curious about is why do you think 
um, Napanee loves art so much. What is it that, that Napanee feels art brings to your community? That, that is a really tough question, but you are correct in the fact that for some reason, Napanee is, is really amazing and very supportive. Um, not, I, not only through the parks department, but the city of Napanee, um, but all the businesses and, and, and the general public, they have just been so supportive in, in this whole process and we could not do it with, you know, without any of those. Okay. Um, I've tried to be involved in different art projects through other communities. And unfortunately there just isn't that type of support mm -hmm. uh, that I've seen here in Napanee. Sure. And I don't know if it comes from me being born and raised here and, and people knowing me or what it is, but I've never had um, a bad response to one of our projects. Sure. And it has just been incredible. Well, and now you've expanded, not only do you have an art council and an art park, you have a space, a facility that conducts classes and has a retail space. So tell us now your existing uh, venue and all of the things that visitors and residents can engage in with art and artists. Yeah, so the way the Napanee Art Center came to be is that as an art council, we had all these sculpture projects going on mm -hmm. and artists were building these things behind the scenes. And nobody knew what was happening until all of a sudden these sculptures <laughs> appeared downtown Napanee. Sure. So we thought, well, what if we had a space where these artists can work on their projects and people can come and actually watch them work on them and mm -hmm. talk to the artists and, sure. and kind of get a feel for, for what the process is. And so we were simply looking for a, a rundown pool building. Sure. That we could either rent or someone would be willing to let us work out of. And all of a sudden, one day, as we were going through that process, um, the center of um, what's one, one side is Panther Pizza and the other side is Edward Jones, but we are located right in the middle of that same building. The actual address is 253 West Market. Mm -hmm. And the mayor said, well, we have this building and we have a space available. Um, why don't you come take a look at it, see if it would be a good space for you guys. And I walked in and it was exactly what we needed, what we wanted, and much more. Nice. So what happened was, is it in evolved from not just being a place where we could do our welding and sculptures, but it exploded into this actual art center mm -hmm. for painting, for drawing, for classes, for ceramics, for... Um, we have a retail space mm -hmm. and it is a beautiful facility. Um, we did it top notch, state of the art. Sometimes when you do these projects, you know, you have to cut corners and, sure. and, and not do it exactly the way you want to. But this place is phenomenal and it's a privilege for me to come into every day and work because it's such a creative space. Well, and I was shocked. You have a kiln. You have a working kiln and uh, a variety of elements that, that, from what I understand, artists can come in and uh, work with you to use that space. You don't have to be a member. Is that right? Yeah. Um, the, the space is free of charge. Mm -hmm. As long as an artist brings in their own art supplies, mm -hmm. um, everything is absolutely free. The space, they can come in, work at their leisure. Um, you know, we do have small fees if they want to fire anything in our kiln just to cover sure. our costs. Um, but 90% of everything we do is absolutely free. Sure. Um, so not only do we have a kiln, but we have a welding room. Um, the welding room is available, but um, you have to have one of our council members that are our actual welders there sure. with you um, as you guide them through the process of actually welding your project. Sure. And then the classes I've seen, you've done some with youth. Um, you mentioned Jenny's doing classes and um, different age groups. You have special events and programs at, at the Art Center. Um, share a little bit about how that all works. Yeah. So the way we work right now is that anyone that wants to give a class mm -hmm. can approach me, give me a call, stop by, and we will work with them um, and decide, you know, when that class is to be and, you know, what the, the actual fee may be that they want to charge. So someone would come into me for, and say, hey, I want to have a ceramics class, for instance. And um, they would say, okay, I want to do it on a Wednesday night or whatever from this time to this time. We promote it simply on Facebook right now. Mm -hmm. um, we're working on a website. We, we simply everything is either word of mouth or through our Facebook page. Sure. 
Um, and then we promote that and people you know, can either come in or give us a call and register for those classes. Um, the, hard, the difficult part right now is that I never know what classes are coming up because I never know when an artist is gonna come approach me and say, hey, I wanna give a class at this time on this day. Sure. Um, so right now we have several things going on that are, are full. Um, and so it's too late to get registered for those now, but um, always just, if you're interested, keep an eye out on our website and you can always just stop in and see what we have going on and when things are coming up. Well, I love that. I think it's amazing that the scope and scale of artists and these artists that are having classes or that have items for sale aren't necessarily only from Napanee. Many of them are from Elkhart County, uh, from the whole region. Isn't that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all over the place, basically northern Indiana. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so that they can get here and, and sure. back in, in good time. But, um, you know, Winona Village is a big art, art area. And yes. we've had several artists from that area come over and give classes and also sell their works here. Mm -hmm. um, people from Elkhart. Uh, we have South Bend. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the longer we're in business, the more the word of mouth spreads sure. and uh, the more expanse we have, basically. Well, you're just doing an amazing job there, uh, Jeff. Um, yes, the sculptures are, are, are wonderful. They're outdoors, exterior. Um, but then there are so many other art mediums like painting and ceramics and jewelry that can't be outdoors. And that's really what the Napanee Art Center offers is that mix of, of mediums and opportunities for visitors and residents to purchase, to enjoy, to look, to learn. Um, so you're doing a great job. Hey, Jeff, you mentioned your Facebook page and, and your address, but why don't you remind everybody a little bit about how they can find that Facebook page, what it is, where you're located in case they want to be in touch for an upcoming class or just want to shop for a, a Christmas gift or a home decor item. Yeah. So our Facebook page is Napanee Arts Council. Um, so if they type that in, usually when you go Napanee Arts, it pops right up for you. Um, and you can see our, our list of upcoming events. We put together advertisements and you can see the, the fees that might be involved in the times that uh, it's taking place. Our location is 253 West Market um, here in Napanee. And again, it's located right between Panther Pizza and Edward Jones. You come right in the front of that building um, and in the center, that's where we are. And uh, you know, what happens when people walk in, the, the first thing out of their mouths is wow. Yeah. Number one, they can't believe it's here. Sure. And number two, they can't believe what a beautiful facility it is. When you think sometimes when people think of an art studio, they think of, you know, kind of messy. Artists are messy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is uh, beautiful, very clean, very just a, a wonderful creative space. It is, I would concur. It's uh, beautiful and um, wide open and just really refreshing. It makes it very comfortable. So congratulations to you and your entire team there and your council. I know it's not easy, but it certainly has been a lot of uh, fast work for you. You've been doing great things. We're so appreciative uh, that you joined us today. Um, for our listeners, we've been uh, chatting with uh, Jeff Stilson. He's the president of the Napanee Arts Council. And we've been talking about all great things. Uh, I encourage everyone to get to the Napanee Art Park and enjoy that existing arts, wander and explore and see some of Jeff's murals on the Quilt Garden Trail. Of course, you can find that free passport on the epicartadventures.com website. Click on it and it will give you the addresses to the art park and the Arts Council and you'll be able to find and explore uh, and enjoy all of the art throughout Elkhart County. Thanks again, Jeff, for joining us. We appreciate your time. Hi everyone, this is Sonia again. I'm here at the Visitor Center and joining me is Beth Stokes. Uh, we're talking all about the epic art adventures along the Heritage Trail. And Beth is an amazing artist. She teaches art at the Elkhart High School and has been engaged in putting up some of these amazing murals that are all throughout downtown Elkhart and throughout really the city of Elkhart. And today we're uh, learning all about uh, high school art and her program. Um, I'm so excited because I've been anxious uh, to talk uh, and get to know Beth a little bit better. And uh, I look forward to that. So welcome, Beth. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to learn a little bit about your program. But first, why don't you share a little bit about you? Uh, tell us, how did you get involved with art and teaching students, high school students, middle school students, all about art? 
Well, you know, when I was in high school, I always loved art. That was where I always felt at home. Um, but my parents said, you know, art's something you do for fun. You don't go to college. So I struggled, you know, first couple of years in college, like many students. And uh, I have my BFA in graphic design. Um, and then when I had kids, I assumed I'd get to stay home with them, but the economy changed. So I became an art teacher. So I'd have the same schedule. Nice. And the whole time I'm going, it's like my own kids drive me crazy. What am I going to do teaching a bunch of other kids? But <laughs> it ended up being a blessing because I am exactly where I belong. I love all these kids. I love these teenagers. So um, I've been teaching at Alcart Community Schools for 18 years. Wow. And um, we've always done community art with the kids. Mm -hmm. They stay after. They've, they've always wanted to stay after and hang out. So we started off with murals in the school. And then we became murals, a partnership with the city of Elkhart. And we have over 50 murals throughout Elkhart. Uh, we have them at McNaughton Band Shelter. Yes, yes, we've been very productive. <laughs> we have quite a few at Ethos. Uh, one year, um, the students all got massive canvases and they split up into groups and they study different um, scientists. And, and we have, uh, so Ethos has quite a few. Uh, the schools have murals throughout their libraries and we have several on Main Street. We have the McNaughton Softball Complex, um, River, or Riverview Softball Complex, McNaughton Band Shelter. So our, um, the Council of Aging has two, three of them. Uh, so we have murals all over the place that were just, done by high school students. They're just beautiful, Beth. And I was just curious, what ages are your students that are doing this art? High school. So they can get, we do it during the summer and they can get an art credit for it. All right. So this art is an elective for them and they can get a credit. Um, and uh, during the summer, they take away from their summer playtime to uh, be with you and, and create art. We we have a good time. We make it we make it worth the kids' while. We um, have had watermelon seed spitting contests. We <laughs> have movies outside. <laughs> we we um, at, celebrate every the end of every mural with a picnic at Ideal Beach. So we definitely make it fun. Oh, I can hear Not that. To mention, I would love to do that yeah. myself sometimes. Um, tell me, how does the inspiration for each mural begin? For example, the one at the Chamber of Commerce office. Um, how did you come up with that idea? Do the students get to pick, decide, or do you, or how does that happen? It focuses on our clientele and what they want represented. So the first one on the Chamber of Commerce, they wanted it to represent everything that the city is known for. And so we come up with sketches, each kid comes up with a sketch and we present it to our client. In that case, it was the city and they choose which mural to go with. A lot of times they'll say, I want that part from that design, that part, and we'll combine it sure. and we'll uh, go from there. Well, and I'm curious, how long does, uh, so you do one a summer, is that how it goes? Or Because you've only been teaching for 18 years, but you have 50 murals. So <laughs> how long does it take to make a mural? Uh, we started off with one a summer, and then it became like, uh, when we, we did it for Ethos, we had, I think, 19 murals that time, and it became, we brought it into the class, and then they hung them up. Um, uh, I think the last one of the last years I did eight during the year. Oh my gosh. So we were quite busy. So <laughs> now are you, uh, I'm slowing down now. I'm sure. Are your art projects uh, only murals or do you uh, do other applications or other types of art through for your students? Well, now that we started the Elkhart Art Depot, uh, we started designing rooms and, uh, Six years ago, we started with the art cafe and the kids designed that entire room. Every single brick that's painted, the graffiti art on the wall, the computer bars were made by the students. The stage was made by the students. So we've uh, expanded from just murals. So the Art Depot you mentioned is one of the newest uh, art components in the city of Elkhart. It just opened a month or so ago. Um, and I'm curious if you could share, many of our listeners might not have heard about it. Uh, where is it located and what does it involve? The Elkhart Art Depot is um, at the freshman division. And during the day, the art hallway, our classes, and at night we come out and we encompass the whole hallway and all five rooms 
and become the Art Depot. And it came about because as I'm doing these activities with students and, you know, over the 18 years, I find that kids want a safe place to hang out. Sure. Uh, we have the fourth highest teenage homeless rate in the state of Indiana. Oh. Uh, we have kids that are in the homeless shelter. We have kids that couch surf and go from friend's house to friend's house. And so we are open now right after school until nine o'clock. Anyone can come and hang out with us. We try to make it as family feeling uh, and as safe as possible. And every student, thanks to Cultivate, every student gets a meal before they go home at night. Oh, so we are a family away from home. Sure. Now, and, is it only open to Elkhart students or Elkhart high school students? Or can any uh, person uh, that's of that age uh, go to the Art Depot? So it is geared towards our high school students, but I don't turn anyone away as long as everyone, you know, follows the rules and, sure. and, and works well, and I'm not going to turn you away. So the first part of the day from 345 until 630 are all clubs. We have chess club, board game club, video oh. game club, cooking club, uh, club chaos, which is run by Trinity on Jackson, uh, pottery club so the kids can participate in the club then from 6 30 to 8 30 we open it up to anyone who wants to join us I don't care if you're kindergarten to nice. you know 100 years old come and and paint with us on Mondays we do pottery Tuesdays we do painting Wednesday we do wearable art uh, Thursday we have guest artists and Friday we have spl the splat cave and um, so high school students can bring their family, or if you are in the community, you can come and join us and do art with us. I think that's amazing, Beth. Now, this type of a program, I'm sure it takes a lot of work and you're not just a person of one. Do you have a lot of volunteers or parents or how do you make all of that happening with all of those different art forms? I'm very blessed to have two awesome assistants that help. And uh, we have all the clubs are run by teachers and the local church. Nice. Uh, they come and help uh, one day and night. Um, so we have, uh, we've had parents come in and volunteer. We have a lot of people come and help us keep this going and running. Oh, that's amazing. And we are blessed here uh, in Elkhart County and in the city of Elkhart with uh, people who have a passion for helping and a passion for art. Why do you suppose that is? Why is there such a big support for your program and for these students to foster the creativity of art? We have, like you said, we have a lot of good people in this community. I'm so very blessed. Uh, I came from New York and uh, I moved out here 18 years ago and I'm so very blessed to find this community. I love how in tuned it is to the arts and I love how many people are willing to come out and help our kids. Uh, it's a big hearted community. Um, like I said, again, I'm very blessed to have every, everyone's support. Yeah, I couldn't funny. have done it without, without you guys. Hey, Beth, um, if uh, some of our listeners are wanting to find out how to get engaged, maybe take a class, maybe have their student or their child participate, where can they find more information? Uh, all, all our classes are posted on our Facebook page. So if you follow us on Facebook, Elkhart Art Depot, you can see what projects we are creating that day. Wonderful. And I'm sure there's phone numbers and all that great stuff and they can connect with you and get signed up. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, great. They'll love it. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.